up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah copan it's february 4 2022 and this is lift and learn episode 73 in this episode i'll be talking about why training too hard is actually negatively affecting the amount of gains you make and how to improve your sleep quality so a few tips there that i'm sure everyone could learn a thing or two from Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search liftandlearnpodcast. With that being said, let's get into it. So finally, the gyms have opened up around me. Hallelujah. Training went well this week, being the first week back. The past four to six weeks or so, I've been working out at home around two or three times a week, doing full body routines. And I went to the gym just twice to work out this week out of the last five days. Again, I did some full body days with a day off in between, which gave my body a chance to recover from the DOMS. The weights I'm using are way lighter than my last workout, which was a few days after New Year's. I actually can't believe it's February already. It's going to take a few weeks to get back to where I was before, and that's not a big deal. I'm just so happy that the gyms are actually open. It'll probably take me all of February to get back to where I was before, and that's fine, because... I love the grind. I've been working on higher reps right now, getting my practice in. I'm going to stay in the 8 to 15 rep range for now. I'm actually loving the pumps that I'm getting, and I don't really care how much weight I'm lifting right now. And man, even going super light in my workouts this week, I was still pretty sore. I mean, I knew it would happen, but I wasn't prepared for that first day of being sore. Because my first day in the gym, I probably worked out for only 45 minutes. I just did squats, bench, and pull-ups. And my legs, chest, and back were really sore, even though I only did three sets each of really light weight. I think I was down 100 pounds on both squat and bench, so I just went in there just to get a feel for things again. The gym layout is actually a little bit different, but all they did was turn the machines like 90 degrees, which is kind of weird looking, but I mean, whatever. I'm thinking about probably getting into a little strength phase in May, so we'll see how these next few months of training goes. I'll stick to this so-called hypertrophy phase for now. Anyways, okay, so all that being said, this oh man, the New Year's resolutioners were in full force this week. There were a lot of new faces in the gym. I haven't seen so many high school kids at the gym before this week, like half of the gym were high school kids. Besides that, I don't know of any news that came out this week since my focus has been 100% on the gym, clearly. My clients are doing great, albeit probably just as sore as me, but not because I pushed them to their limit, just that's, I mean, that's what happens after a few weeks off. You're going to get sore pretty much no matter what you do in there. 
Oh, okay, so there is one piece of gaming news that I gotta bring up this week because last week I mentioned that Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard for almost 70 billion, that's with a B, 70 billion dollars if I remember correctly. That was a huge deal because Crash Bandicoot is now going to be owned by Microsoft after basically being Sony PlayStation's logo mascot for years now. And Sony, they had to retaliate this week. Sony ended up buying Bungie, and you might have heard of them because they're the creators of Destiny, but more importantly, the Halo franchise. So now Microsoft has Crash, while Sony has Halo, which is just insane to say out loud. This deal wasn't nearly as big as the one last week. This was, I think, $3.6 billion. Still a lot of money, but not $70 billion big. If you had told me even just five years ago that something like this would happen, I would not believe it. But this is how 2022 has started. Anyway, so I've been home for a bit this week and I actually didn't know what to turn on when I opened Netflix. So I just started to watch Breaking Bad again. Thank you, Netflix Canada. Damn, what a good show. I've seen the whole series already, so I'm just re-watching it, but that was years ago. It's probably my second favorite show after Dexter and... Man, this show is actually a masterpiece, and I'm seeing that even more now the second time around. Just how the whole story connects and all of the dramatic irony that goes on in the show just really sets that show apart from the rest. And while I was watching that show, you already know I spent some of my time at home playing the new Pokemon game. So while I had Breaking Bad on TV, I was playing Pokemon at the same time. And damn, I don't know why it's so addicting. You basically do the same thing over and over again, but it just always brings back so much nostalgia from the days when I was growing up, playing the original Pokemon in black and white on the original Game Boy, and now we have, I mean, we're, it's on the Nintendo Switch now, which is just dominating console sales right now. I basically finished the game already, not 100%, but pretty much the main storyline, I think it has to be up there with one of the best Pokemon games I've played just because they're finally, finally stepping into new territory. Yes, the graphics aren't great, but the gameplay, albeit years behind, but for Pokemon it seems pretty seamless. No crazy loading times, you can battle pretty much instantly, and it's pretty cool how you can just walk around, sneak around, and catch Pokemon. It makes it more realistic, I guess. And that's all I got for you this week. Uh, let me talk about sports for a minute, though. Chicago Blackhawks continue their spiral down to the bottom of the league. They lost all of their games this week. I haven't even watched, honestly. I just I can't watch right now. I think it's All-Star Weekend this weekend, though. I don't really watch that when it's hockey. It's really not that exciting to me. And in basketball, the Raptors, doing a complete opposite, they ended up going undefeated this week. So they actually have a shot at the playoffs this year, which is pretty cool. They won a few overtime games this week, uh, which were pretty exciting. Their All-Star Weekend is coming up soon, too. They announced the starters and the reserves this week, and good old Frederico, Fred Van Vliet, making his first All-Star appearance. So congratulations to him. I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> And the Super Bowl is coming up too. I think that's next weekend though. I'm excited for the halftime performance, so I'll at least tune into that part of the game. Question 1. Why doing too much workout volume could actually cause you to lose muscle? 
Alright, so it's been a week since the gyms opened up around me, so I figured it would be a good time to talk about this one because, man, I've been in the gym for, what has it been now, four or five days, and I've overheard a lot of conversations in the gym, and usually they go a little something like, man, I haven't worked out in a month, I'm so much weaker now, but when I last hit the gym, I hit these 70-pound dumbbells, so let's try to rep that out again. I'm summarizing, but that's basically how it goes. And of course, they push it to the limit just to try to do the weights they were doing before, and that's probably because they're thinking that just crushing the weights as hard as possible to get back to that old strength as fast as possible. Let me just tell you that that is not the best way to go about this. I'm sure those guys must be feeling super sore for the next few days after some of the crazy grinder sets that I've seen, and then having your spotter rep out the last few reps. So yeah, basically a lot of people training to failure and actually even pushing it past that point. I've seen maybe two or three close calls just this week where the bar was loaded with too much weight or the dumbbells nearly came down crashing on someone's head. So I mean, first off, of course, training to failure and beyond is actually pretty risky. You could hurt yourself by just smacking yourself upside the head with some dumbbells or just getting pinned on the bench press. You're just putting too much stress on your muscles. Luckily, I haven't seen anyone tear anything because that's something rare that could happen, but the risk is still there if you're pushing yourself past a point that you're comfortable doing, and that's even more true when you're going back to working out after a bit of a break, whether the gym has been closed, or you had COVID, or you just went on vacation, or whatever the case may be. Now, yes, muscles will only grow if you push yourself, but going too hard is just going to be too much for your body to recover from. You don't want to do too little in the gym, and you don't want to do too much. There's a middle ground there that's going to be the sweet spot. You have to find the right dose of exercise for yourself. There's a right dose when it comes to exercise, just like when it comes to medicine. If you look at the side of the box or whatever medicine it may be, It'll say take 10 or 15 milliliters of this cough syrup every six hours or something along those lines. Take more than that and you can actually get this kind of high feeling which is not the point of the medicine. Take too little and it might not be as effective as it could be. It's the same way when it comes to exercise. The right dose for you is where you can create those tiny little micro tears in your muscle fibers and actually recover in around 24 or actually more like closer to 48 hours and up to three or four days so around two to four days of recovery for most people if i had to put a number there basically too much damage and tears in your muscles may be too much for your body to recover from so you have to find out what works for you this also comes down to how your diet is as well but that's a whole nother topic altogether doing too much work and volume in the gym is going to lead to something called overtraining, and i'm sure you've heard that term before now, you might think that pushing yourself is going to lead to more gains, but actually, if you're overtraining, it could actually lead to a loss of muscle, believe it or not. So not only could this, uh, could this mean negative gains, this could also lead to other more serious health problems like rhabdo, which is short for rhabdomyolysis. I think I said that right. And that affects your kidneys. I won't dive too deep into that one today, but this is actually a pretty common injury for CrossFitters or just people who are training too hardcore. Remember that muscles grow outside the gym? 
you can't just lock yourself up in a gym for eight hours and then just leave when you're satisfied with how big you look. It doesn't work that way, even though Rich Piana might say otherwise. So for most people, a 45 to 90 minute workout is usually enough for you to get a good workout in. Also, remember the 9 to 20 sets per week per muscle group rule. If you're just starting out and new to this whole thing, then less than 9 sets per week could be fine as well. But when you're more experienced, maybe after a few months, again, for most people, 9 to 20 sets per week is going to be perfect. And the last thing I'll leave you with, remember that you're going to work out a few times per week for hopefully the rest of the year or your life. So one workout isn't going to be the end-all be-all for you, so just pace yourself, make sure that you're going to be recovered for the next workout, start thinking about your long-term success. Question 2. How to improve your sleep? There's no doubt that sleep is important. This is true when it comes to functioning your best every day, just doing your everyday job, or just being productive in life, and especially when it comes to building muscles. Optimal sleep is going to be important. It's one of the major pillars when it comes to overall good health, along with diet and exercise and stress levels. But just because you're sleeping the ideal amount, which could be 8 to 10 hours for most people, that doesn't mean your body is actually sleeping or recovering and resting for 8 to 10 hours. And that's because of certain habits you might not think are detrimental to your sleep. Now, since you're turning into this podcast, fitness and health is probably something that's a priority in your life, or maybe it's something that you want to make more of a priority or a focus in your life. So, I guess you should know that lack of sleep could mean that your body is actually less efficient when it comes to burning fat, and that's called the RER, and that's the Respiratory Exchange Ratio, which basically is a measurement of what source of fuel your body is primarily using. The less sleep you get per night actually means you may be burning less fat in terms of overall burned calories. So if you're looking to recover from your workouts more efficiently and make your overall health better, then something that could help is having a pre-bed ritual. Just like when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, there's probably a few things you regularly do. Take a shower, probably use the bathroom, maybe you eat something, you get ready to leave, brush your teeth... If you're a female, that probably includes doing your makeup or whatever. All that good stuff. Most people have a certain routine. You should also have a routine when it comes to getting ready for bed. And this might start over an hour before you actually get into your bed to sleep. So I'll recap some of the things to keep in mind when the sun goes down. A few things that'll help you get optimal and high quality sleep would be to sleep in a cool and dark room. That means there shouldn't be any light getting into your eyes, whether that be the TV or any light from outside. This is where blackout curtains are great. I got those just a few months ago and it's made a huge difference. Now, of course, you should be off of your phone at least an hour before bed. But if you do need to use your phone, try not to go on social media right before bed. But if you do really need to use it, at least have the phone on a really low brightness Use night mode for certain apps, and they have those apps now that change the color temperature of the screen. Nowadays, it's actually included in whatever phone OS you're using. I think it's called Night Shift on iOS and Night Light on Android. There could also be some setting on some Android phones that say something like Blue Light Filter. These are very helpful, and I've been using those for years, even before it was baked into the OS. 
Just going to sleep right after having all of your lights on and being on your phone or your computer right before bed is not going to give you optimal sleep. If you're using electronics or have your phone on, or sorry, your lights on right before bed, you're going to be delaying how long it takes for your body to really shut down and reach that ideal, optimal, deep sleep. Another thing that could help you in terms of getting good sleep is actually sticking to a sleep schedule. That means sleeping at the same time every day and waking up at the same time, if you can. Of course, this may be difficult to do if you're someone who likes to sleep in on the weekends to kind of catch up on the lack of sleep you get during the week. But studies actually do show that you can't really catch up on sleep by just sleeping in on the weekends. So it really is that much more important to try to get adequate sleep every single night. But I understand that might not be viable for most people then if that's the case, then your goal uh, should be to just try to get an extra half hour of good sleep if possible. This is where the whole winding down before bed comes into play. This includes reducing the amount of noise you're experiencing before bed. Something else that could help when it comes to sleeping better at night is actually working out during the day. Working out gives your body the signal that it'll need to recover, and because you actually did some activity during the day, that could help when it comes to winding down when it comes to bedtime. If you are having trouble sleeping at night, you might also want to take a look at your caffeine usage. That could be an issue if you're someone who has caffeine in the afternoon because of the half-life or the lasting effect that caffeine has when it comes to keeping you alert. Having caffeine in the afternoon could be affecting your sleep at night, so pay attention to that as well. And one more thing that you might want to get a hold of if this is a problem for you, don't eat right before bed. This will also affect your sleep negatively because that's something that could trigger digestion and could actually make sleep a little bit uncomfortable. And that's pretty much it. Uh, don't forget that sleep is just as important as working out when it comes to health Sleep will affect your recovery, your overall health, and lack of it could mean weight gain and even decreased energy and brain function throughout the day. I think I've mentioned it maybe way back before, but if you've ever pulled an all-nighter or just tried to live on an hour or two of sleep, that does kind of put you in a weird state where you're kind of drunk or kind of high actually, like your reaction time is going to be much lower. I remember driving at night one time on a low amount of sleep and I swear to you, I was starting to see trees moving and it was kind of scary. So pay attention to this one. Pay attention to your sleep. If you feel like you're not functioning your best or not performing as well as you really could, get a hold of this one before it gets a hold of your life. And that concludes episode 73 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram, and you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.